I was seen as an outsider coming in to the reserve. I was an outsider everywhere. They call it the Red Road. When you start to learn about your indigenous culture. Sego Skano, Leila Black Young Yats, Anawara, Niwagi, Daroden, Ganyakehaga. I'm Ganyakehaga. I'm Mohawk. I am Mohawk. My papa always said, whoever has the clean water at the end, they're the ones that are going to thrive. Make sure that you figure out a way to get clean water. I'm looking at boil water advisories and I see every single one First Nations, First Nations, First Nations, First Nations. And I just hear my papa in my head saying, now's the time. Our people need clean water. My hope for this journey is to understand why this is happening, as well as to discover who I am as an Indigenous woman, finding that voice within myself. Joining me today on Moving Radio is the subject of a documentary film that's going to be featured as part of Cuff Docs. Layla Stotts is our guest today on the program, and you can see the film that she is, well, I guess part of, I hate to say subject because it's not exclusively really about her. The film itself is called Boil Alert. You can see it at Cuff Docs on Saturday, November 25th at 4.30 p.m., and that, of course, will be at the Globe Cinema in Calgary. Layla Stotts and also Michelle Thrush will be in attendance at the screening in person to do a Q&A following the screening Layla, welcome to the program. Sago. That's how we say hello in Mohawk. Sago. <laughs> I um, love it. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to coming out. It's, it's actually be my first time in Calgary. So it's, it's going to be a good experience for sure. You know, before we get in kind of the nuts and bolts of the film, I'll just kind of lead into that a little bit. How has traveling with the film been for you? It's still really hard for me to uh, sit through it, but I have every time I just sit there and I just kind of uh, like started to look at people's reactions. And I think that that's, that's been really a powerful part of it is as being there in person and having those discussions and having those, those experiences and emotions together. Uh, And that's one of the really unique things about the doc, which I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, it's real. it's a really emotional experience. And uh, so traveling around, you know, you're with complete strangers, but, you know, we're all crying together over some of the stories that were shared. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been amazing though, you know, being able to go to, uh, you know, all the way to the East coast and now we're going out to the West coast. It's, it's really important, uh, a really important film for people to see. So that makes it very rewarding. Every every single little theater, no matter how big or small, I'm like, if those butts in the seat, they matter and um, they're changed. So yeah, we're excited. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the film is incredibly important, even though there have been other things that have covered this subject and this is nothing new, which we'll kind of get into in a second year too. I still think that it is vital to have something like this out in the public. For anybody wondering, Boil Alert, if you haven't heard about it yet, also uh, is a documentary, but it follows you as you embark on a dual journey to explore uh, the Indigenous relationship to water as well as your own identity. So there's a lot of heavy things going on here that you grapple with and you've, you've gone through your whole life as a Mohawk woman. But maybe let's give the audience some context about how that connects and 
you know, the community that you go back to and just all the personal stuff, because there's, there's so many layers to this film, Boil Alert. It's, it's kind of like there's dual stories going on. Um, and, you know, the one of them, I, when I first start, you know, started, I thought I was just going to be holding a microphone and going to these communities and capturing these stories of, of Indigenous communities that are struggling with, you know, boil water advisories and, and water insecurity and, and I'd be telling their stories, but it quickly became something much more personal than that. Uh, as I, you know, started to heal and change and grow at every single community and every single person I sat in their kitchen and I, I still speak to many of them. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just something that became really powerful in my own life. Like you said, you know, like this is this is not the first time that a, a, a film has been made about the water issues and, and the fact that we're still having to make these films about this water issue. Um, you know, I think Boil Alert does a really a, a really good job of connecting the audience emotionally with the issues. Honestly, if we don't care about something, if we don't feel it in our heart, then we're not going to do anything and we're not going to care uh, and we're not going to take any action. So uh, the stories are real people, uh, really raw and uh, shocking in some ways. And I think that, you know, once you hear these stories, you can't unhear them. You can't go back to you know, pretending like you don't know what's going on, you know, in, on Turtle Island. The film, Boil Alert, starts as a very intimate portrait of yourself. And and in some ways, you would assume that that, that might become the complete center of the film. But it's not. Like you said, it's these kind of dual storylines. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about in watching it, because I thought that was a really incredibly bold choice, was to lay yourself bare. That you, you even talked about yourself. You're like, I wasn't sure... That was gonna how it was gonna go. Why did you decide that that was important for you to kind of open yourself up in that beginning part of the film, that conversation with your brother, which is incredibly emotional, and just kind of seeing you talk about your own journey before you even start to visit these small communities? That was the only thing. Like I'm not an experienced actress, and you know, this is my my really my first real professional go at uh, at any kind of filmmaking uh I'd done some you know independent stuff in the past but this was like my first experience in that and and so I, I was like you know the only thing that I know how to do is just be completely transparent and you know like I I can I can I can be me you know I can I can it was a lot more challenging than uh than I than I had expected at the beginning it's it, it sequenced right in the film but you know that that go, going into that moment really letting out some of you know the places I've been the the struggles that I've had uh in my life and and just being transparent uh, it was something that I was worried about. Uh, you know, you're like, what is everybody going to think? <laughs> we have this, uh, this, this issue of like, you know, this is not me acting. This is my, this is me. This is my life. This is my name, my, you know, my, my career, my whatever. And I was like, you know what, you just have to bear it all because there's something that that happens when an audience watches someone do that. And, you know, they, they like, 
it's it, it's like this bond <laughs> that uh, you know I'm I'm bearing my soul to you. I'm I'm showing you you know some of the darkest spots of my life that I wouldn't maybe show. Uh, but it really it really did I th- I think change change the film from you know kind of our you know the typical talking head documentary. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Layla Stotts, a uh, subject, and also I like to kind of think of it almost as like as a guide for you through this movie, not only through her own journey, but in illuminating us as to what's going on in these communities when it comes to uh, water and it being poisoned. The film itself is called Boil Alert. You can see it as part of Cup Docs on Saturday, November 25th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema, uh, where Layla, as well as Michelle Thrush, will be in attendance after the screening. You know, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I mean, the stats are kind of frightening and probably are are worse than we even talked about. Currently, 32 long-term boil water advisories in 28 communities across Canada. And as much as somebody might think that those numbers are low, you have to think about how many people this is genuinely affecting as well. You know, this film examines the issue, but it's it's through your eyes and your own discoveries. Why was it important for you to be a film that doesn't just tell the facts, but also has you as this kind of conduit for the reality of tainted water. Not just, not just me as the guide, but also like the, the way in which um, it, it was, it was shot. And, you know, like we're, we literally were living on these reserves. We were using the same water. We were living in homes there. We were sitting in their kitchen tables, uh, you know, like it, it just, it brought you into these people's lives that have been affected by long-term boil water advisories. Like, you know, when, when you say the word Nishkandiga, like most people, they look at you, they've never heard of it before, but it's the, the longest boil water advisory in Canada. And, you know, they just passed 10,000 days, 27 years under boil water advisory and no one in Canada knows about it. Uh, but here in Ontario, if you say the word Walkerton, there was a Walkerton water crisis. That was like 11 days or something like that, um, that, you know, this developed community was uh, was put under boil water advisory and, and people were held accountable. Everyone heard about it. It was all over the news. Um, whereas Nishkandiga is very much not in the news. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I think that that was really important that, we take these issues like uh, like Nishkandiga, like Grassy Narrows, where, you know, almost 100 uh, percent of their population was poisoned by mercury uh, and, and looking at and understanding the, the impacts of this uh, on a really personal level. Um, you know, I still carry uh, a lot of those community members with me in my heart and, you know, in everything I do, I'm just like. But what what can we do uh, to to you know to bring more eyes on these issues in an impactful way that really gonna do something, you know, really inspire people to you know, to hold our our government, our 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 leadership, our you know our our own communities and organizations, hold them accountable to uh, to to a human right, basic human right, like like clean drinking water. I'm really, as you can tell, I'm super passionate about it because for me, it was, it's it's not just a film. It was a, an experience. It was, you know, it changed my entire life. Like it's, it's one of those things where you can't 
I can't unknow these things that I've learned on this journey. And I'm just so grateful that other people are going to learn as well. Yeah. And I think that comes through in the film too, as well, this idea of, I don't know, how do you turn away from it or how do you turn your back towards this? Or unfortunately, in, in the same way that the government has done and been like, well, you know, either bureaucracy or throw your hands up. So I think that that film carries that kind of weight. I, I, I can only assume that, you know, you kind of felt that before you got into this project, but maybe it, it had an even more profound effect on you than you thought you might. Let's talk a little bit about the two people that are involved with you on this film, the the co-directing duo of Stevie Salas and also James Burns. I mean, Stevie has a pretty extensive resume himself as a musician, a producer, and also a director on another excellent film, uh, Rumble, The Indians Who Rocked the World. What was kind of at the roots of you deciding to move forward in this project with them and, and kind of like following through on Boil Alert? You know, I remember sitting down with them the first day and I sat down at the the boardroom table and, you know, there was a lot of kind of pseudo celebrity, indigenous celebrities that were up on the roster to be selected to, you know, to kind of go around and, and create this film. And and here I was just Layla, you know, and, and nobody knew me, nobody you know, these guys had, I've never created anything, you know, like I'd never been featured in anything before. I'd never done this kind of stuff. Uh, But what I had done is I actually, it was like a a year before I had, I had got a a grant from a, a, an art council for $5,000 to make a piece of art about water. And I was like, okay, I bought a camera, I bought a drone and I made this like 20 minute little short doc about it's called Blood and Water. And it was just about my my journey, my reclamation journey as a, a residential school uh, survivor. And my great grandmother went to the Mohawk Institute, which is the longest running residential school in Canada. And so I really was like finding my way back at this at this time. I was like, really just learning some of these histories of my family for the very first time Uh, and so I made this this little film about it because my papa had always told me about the water and and that was something that you know they couldn't take from him even though you know they took his language and they took his connection to to ceremony and teachings and and culture they couldn't sever that uh, that connection that he had to water so this little doc, I, I like made the music, I did the editing, it was just like on my MacBook and in, uh, in iMovie and, uh, you know, and, and, and I was like, I don't even know if anybody's ever going to watch this, but, you know, it fulfilled this, this project for art, for the, the water. And I was like, all right, cool. Now I got this film. And, and it was actually that little mini doc that, that Stevie Salas saw. And um, it kind of was like this light bulb moment of this is how we make another documentary about the water, not just a documentary about the water. And, um, and he really saw, he really saw that potential in me, you know, and I was just like, not knowing what I was doing and really nervous about doing it. I'm like, am I supposed, should I be the one that's doing this? And, you know, kind of doubting myself at the beginning and, and, uh, and then coming into it, just being like, okay, yes, this, (laughs) I, I was meant to, you know, I was meant to be here. I was meant to go on this journey. I was meant to, to learn all these things. And, and it resulted in boil alert. <laughs> Our guest today on moving radio is Layla Stotts. Uh, 
the subject, but also uh, one of the people featured in Boil Alert. That documentary is going to be screening as part of Cuff Docs on Saturday, November 25th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema in Calgary. Uh, clearly, you uh, want tickets to it. You can find them online at Cuff's website. It's uh, Calgary Underground Film Festival and also to the Globe Cinema one. But you know what? You can also get tickets at the door where you'll be able to see Layla as well as Michelle Thrush in attendance for a Q&A after the screening. You know, when you kind of say this idea of all these different names that might have been up on the board that, you know, either you are aware of or or that they told you about and you kind of think about, well, they're clearly more high profile, you know, and watching the film and after you just said that, I thought, like, I can't imagine going through this with someone else because I feel like <laughs> you're the perfect person because in some ways you you are also going through something for yourself that it isn't just about like you are a face or a name it's like oh that will automatically be a selling point for people i think what was the selling point immediately was within the first you know less than 10 minutes i already have a connection directly with you and that's clearly something that they saw in you do you do you kind of look at that now and feel like this is you know the way it, it was meant to be and that i and that i'm glad i did this because i had to do this because it feels like you were the only person meant to do this at least in watching it that's exactly how it feels is i you know like it was i can't imagine not doing it i can't imagine being in the place i really was when we started this two years ago uh, and and not taking that leap or letting something stop me from saying yes and and going on the journey and yeah so it really does feel like it was meant to be there's you know some of the scenes at the end when I'm you know I won't give anything away but like it just I still feel it like when I watch that when I watch the film like I still feel it in my heart and uh, it's just it's like a wow it's like a wow thing even if it wasn't a film you know and even if it was just me going through these experiences um you know I wouldn't change anything because uh, it was is very personal for me and I and I think that is so uh kind of unique about it is that you know you do have this really personal connection to me like a lot of people they're like man I feel like I know you you know, it just makes that journey of going, you know, to New Mexico and going to Wet'suwet'en and, you know, going to Grassy Narrows. Like we're all, you're, you're there with me and we're doing this together and we're, we're protecting the water together, um, which I think is a really powerful concept to think that, you know, we're all, we're all one on this. You know, uh, Boil Alert also at times just kind of structurally in the way that you know, it's composed. It feels like this intimate portrait of you. Uh, it's a look at these communities. Uh, it's an examination of this epidemic that is affecting so many communities, even outside of Canada. But within Canada alone, it's it's tragic. So, you know, how closely did you work with Stevie and James to kind of help guide maybe the narrative of the documentary, or even some of the storytelling? Because I was so amazed that the beginning feels like almost like verite, where it's you know, it's set up, but it doesn't look like it's just somebody trying to be completely fly in the wall in the back of the house. It looks like it's like, this looks like really, you know, I don't want to say well done because it's like, it just looks really focused in the way that it's filmed. And you don't always see that with documentaries. Sometimes it's a ton of handheld. And then, you know, there's moments where 
they're combining, you know, moments of artistic expression on top of your own interview footage, which never feels like a person with a microphone just asking questions. It feels so much more like you're there connecting with people. I'm just curious as to how much you talked with Stevie and John about, you know, how this was all going to unfold cinematically, or if you were just like, if they were almost inspired by what you did and, and that helped push the narrative of the film and how it was structured. Yeah, well, I, I mean, a lot of things that James would say, uh, you know, I remember having conversations with him the night before our first interview, and I was very nervous. And I was like, I don't know what, you know, like, do you have questions for me that you want me to ask? And, you know, he's like, I do have questions, but he's like, I really just want you to be natural. And I want you to just be there with these these people hearing their stories and so I was like okay I can do that you know like so a lot of the interviews probably wouldn't have happened if there was a script or if there was too much guidance uh however you know the that stunning sort of focus and beautiful cinematic and you know like the James had such an eye for that and uh, I have to give it all I have to put my hat off to James Burns because he was in the trenches with with us the entire time every single location every single interview every single set every shot uh came from his his mind of what he saw um as you know he was kind of watching me in on this journey um a lot of the things came after uh you know so like the i remember the dream sequences they actually came from a conversation that i had with james later on about you know, these dreams that I was having and like these uh, visions that I that I was having and then the wolf and like all these things. And and so it evolved uh, as the journey progressed. But and Stevie really has he has the eye for something that's going to something that's going to grab people. And so he really had the, the great guidance uh, along the journey of pushing me to, you know, like just let my walls down. He's like, I know you want to be strong and you want to inspire everybody with this strength and this power. Uh, he's like, but let's just inspire them with a, the struggle and uh, and be really transparent. So he was awesome in that. And, and you know, just really that there's so much behind the work, behind the scenes stuff, but around editing, like, you know, like as a, as a total newbie, uh, I just couldn't believe how it all came together and the way that they structure, structure that. A lot of it, you know, I, a lot of it, I, I kind of, I didn't want to be too, too like focused on what they had structured for the film um, and more just kind of like being in it. <laughs> so yeah, even like moments that were in wet soda and where I, I get my silver bracelets, you know, like that was just like this fire inside of me that was like erupting at this time in my life. And I was like, I have to do something, you know, like I, I, I have to go. And it wasn't planned, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, in the script or anything like that. And uh, so a lot of these moments, they just unfolded as, as I unfolded, I guess. Well, we appreciate that you took that chance because I, I think it made the film really transcend, you know, not what it could have been, but just maybe in some ways that it's, it's going to reach an audience that I think might not have necessarily been able to connect as deeply with it. 
Layla, you uh, you're pretty talented yourself. I mean, you've already mentioned you are a director, you're a singer songwriter too. You're also uh, you know subject to this documentary, but you're also on top of that, uh, you know, an activist too. How if people are listening to this and they're uh, intrigued by Boy Alert, and I really encourage everybody to check it out, whether it's at Cuff Docs or somewhere else down along the road. How else can people connect with you and your work and maybe even find out more about yourself? my schedule has been getting really crazy uh and, and it's amazing you know like seeing so many uh, in our education system that are reaching out and that are wanting to uh, learn themselves as teachers and teachers unions but also their students uh, and really just changing our our relationship and our connection with water uh, because like you said like the film kind of makes it in you're in a place where you can't unsee this but these are things that we don't know and and, you know, those ultimate uh, teachings of, of the water is alive, uh, you know, we, we are in relationship with it and, and bringing that back is something that I'm really passionate about. So yeah, reach out to me. Uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all the, all the places, Layla Stats. I just released my, my very first official solo uh, single <laughs> as a, as a musician and a singer songwriter. And uh and the song is is kind of intense because it's like one of the actually one of the scenes from from the film and it was written about that or based about that and uh and so yeah I'm very busy but uh but I'm loving I'm loving the work I'm doing because you know it's like I don't know I I don't feel like I don't know if I believe that a you know a magic wand is going to come down from from you know our our prime minister or, or the top the top of the top and and fix everything but I do feel like things can change from the ground up and you know they it's those butts in the seat that uh you know get inspired and they start to see things differently and act differently no matter how much work it is uh if I can have a chance to 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 share and and help more people understand then I'm all about it. So yeah. Uh thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it and I hope to see, you know, if you can make it out to uh, out to Cuff, that would be great uh because it, it really is those personal experiences. And uh yeah, it's just awesome to to meet people in person and and hear their feedback from the film when they see it. Well, I, I would suggest everyone uh, listening, if they have an opportunity, to go check out Boil Alert Saturday, November 25th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema. It's part of Cuff Docs. You can find out more uh, at the Calgary Underground Film Festival website. If you like, uh, Layla, as well as Michelle Thrush, uh, as you just mentioned, will be in attendance for a Q&A following screening. And uh, I know that's going to be an engaging conversation for sure. Layla, thank you so much, uh, not only just for the film and for you sharing that journey with us and your life basically uh, but thank you so much for your time here and talking about boil alert on on the show today yeah that's how we say thank you in mohawk Nyoi. uh yeah amazing and uh yeah thanks so much for helping spread the word we'll see you guys there